There were some fights this weekend. One of the most famous grapplers turn fighters has retired. There's a lot of topics we're going to get to. And mostly we're asking the question, obviously fighting's easier from outside the cage, which makes it time for verbal tap. The question being, I didn't watch the fights, but I did get hit pretty hard in the head with a hangover of Jack Daniels the next day. So I think that qualifies as a W if I'm understanding. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Did you hit your ow, head? Ow, ow, no. I hit my head. Oh, um, training well, though? Am I no, not? you you hit my head talking about your hit on the head. Uh, ow, ow, um, Raph, I can't see. So quick point of order, ref. Cool. So you're DQ'd then, because if you mm-hmm. can't see verbal tap legals like no, 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 because you did it to me. Hold on, let me ask, ref. D- does he get disqualified? Who Do wins? I win? Is this like oh, that? oh, you can't tell me. Wink. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, I think that was my favorite part of the fight between Diego Sanchez and uh, Homeboy this weekend. Priya, I guess is his name. Is that Diego, The it's one of the rare instances. Like, it was the inverse of all the shit that we always talk about, which is, man, it's a shame that Nate Diaz can't fight anymore. Donald Cerrone blew his nose, and fuck, the refs are calling it. If it was up to these guys, uh, they'd fight on forever. Diego was 100% asking the ref, so I'm losing. Hmm. Do I win if I say I don't want to fight anymore? And the ref's like, bro, I can't tell you that. Just tell me if you want to fight or not. Because the doctors already said, like, yeah, he's good. We can keep this party going. And instead he said, wait, I can win. Yep, uh, I can't see. Ow, ow, ow. Then goes on Ariel's show today and says, uh, I pulled a veteran move. So, you know. That's well, not weird. Sorry, just for those of us that maybe. Is Diego Sanchez sort of admitting he oversold it? Is that what that means, the veteran move? Or just kind I, of I, taking advantage of a mistake? I, um, I think he is insinuating he didn't wish for it, but he firmly did cite being behind on the scorecards to know he should do that, thus veteran move. Oh, okay. No, that I like. No, I'm always <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I'm always looking for a, a workaround within the rules. And speaking of workarounds within the rules, a lot of people have pointed out that Donald Cerrone had uh, real physical damage under his face after the Conor McGregor fight, which hurts my conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory that it was a fixed <laughs> match. And I am going to admit that here. I like that we're getting like real time feedback. It's like, yeah, I mean, I definitely took advantage of the fact that I was getting my ass kicked and the uh, need me while I had all four hands, uh, my pelvis down. Basically, he uh, he was as down as you can be when he got need. The good news is I think he was just short of saying, hey, listen, I wasn't asking to be need in the face, but he did it. So he should lose. Uh, that's maybe a better explanation of it. Um, you know what garners even more confusion than those rules? This is a maybe. I'm not going to give you a full better explanation, <laughs> but I like where your head's at, and I love Diego Sanchez, so I'm just, I've got a real fucking attitude that's about fine. this one. I guess the question that we should be asking ourselves is, Kev, what shadow? What, what you, okay, the you, fuck you is shadow? You sent me this, and I love that we're starting with the Diego Sanchez fight. <laughs> I do. There's so much, uh, there's not all that 
like there's really interesting things that happen with Jan and the John Jones stuff. What the hell is Diego Sanchez's corner talking about? First of all, I thought he said be a drill, which mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not in their camp, but I just immediately was like, okay. Like uh, eight bit, uh, what, what are we like talking one about? Of those electric ones with the battery, like <laughs> um, detachable head. What are you thinking in the head category? Some fixed, like a roto saw. I just I wasn't sure exactly what he meant by that. And then simultaneously, it immediately goes off that metaphor. Like I don't think shadow is part of the drill, unless unless we really need to chat with his. his well, but I fortunately, like to- go ahead. I I would say this. I'm gonna let you go. But I'm 100% telling you, I have the sound clip queued up that the real investigative journalists at MMA Junkie did for the rest of us. So do your thing, then I'm going to do my thing. Okay, my thing was going to be simply, when your guy's in a fight, humans can't absorb that much information in general. Like, at our best, we've got a solid 20 minutes and 10% we're going to give you. Maybe keep it simple was going to be my only advice. Just keep the metaphors and the ideas simple. That's that's my advice. I guess my advice to you, Kevin, is if you're ever cornering me, and if it's really come down to this, we've messed up in a number of reasons. But if you're cornering me, please don't confuse me by being like, Raph, hit him with Shadow. And I'd be like, what? What the fuck is Shadow, bro? We've talked about Shadow before. Can almost guarantee we never have. So this is almost that vague amount of confusion. I'm going to put it up. I hope this doesn't blare too loud for you listeners, but here we go. Off the line before you attack. Be drill. Be drill. Think of the shadow. Shadow. I need you to get in. Okay? Get in. Get behind. If it gets gets tight, get sticky. Take them to the ground. Get on top. Okay. I that's love that. First... that. That's my favorite advice. <laughs> if it gets sticky, take him to the ground. It's like, fucking agree. I don't, again, I do not know what he means. <laughs> Well, you weren't the only one because you do know that every once in a while they bring on a gentleman by the name of Trevor. Trevor on the broadcasts is uh, our gentleman's equivalent of on the NFL when they break in for those important updates. You get that third ominous character that just come in and, and narrates on the rules for a little bit. Um, but Trevor, is it Whitmore or whatever? Uh, I forget what his name is. Not important. But Trevor usually gives us some background as it's happening. Trevor, after hearing that, and I don't know that we 100% got to hear it while it was airing, they go, Trevor, what can you tell us right now? And he goes, I've been involved in a lot of MMA over the years. I know Diego Sanchez pretty well. I don't know what the hell his corner was telling him. It was confusing. They were talking about getting sticky at one point. Uh... And I'm I sure think that's a metaphor. About the shadow. Well, shadow is 100% a metaphor, but for what? But for <laughs> getting the shadow. I also, you and I have rolled without a shirt on, and mm. MMA fights are like 20 times that because you've been warming up for an hour to two hours before the fight. It's, you've got all your different things on. You're warm. So you're getting into the cage already a little sweaty. By round one minute in you are as slick as a damn slip and slide there is no stickiness so i was really hoping we might get some closure on that we did not and i think they were saying that they were sticking by his corner advice i don't know there's been so many articles on diego sanchez not winning winning 
that I think we bypassed what you were talking about, which is Jan's very impressive sleeping of one Corey Anderson. And before we get to that, though, okay, Kev, best guess, what does shadow mean to you? Here's my guess is that these are sort of all metaphors. And if I'm just trying to do the math, which I do not want to do, I'm thinking his shadow means you have to like get in get in so much space that the lights from the cage, you are in your opponent's shadow. That's good. My belief on shadow is, you know, when you pick the same character on Mortal Kombat Mm -hmm. and you see one person like do a kick. So you're like, ooh, I should fucking kick. I think that might be shadow because as much as I was trying to put a name to it, uh, our friend Nate Harris was actually watching the fights there live. He responds back to me. And says, what the fuck was that corner advice? And I said, whoa, 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 easy there, 10th planet. Don't you come at us like you haven't invented a name called Shadow for some bullshit that we haven't seen before. And thus, I am now putting out this challenge to our listeners. Find your shadow. Love that. Love that. I actually didn't even, I thought you were going to go with a different Mortal Kombat reference even. Because when Mm. you had the same character, literally... Mm-hmm. Someone had Scorpion and you picked Scorpion. They would always come out like a shadowed version, like a different, just sort of different color. That's the subtext. Yes, yeah. yes, obviously. I Love just it. wanted to Love make it. sure that we 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 saw that metaphor all the way through, uh, because you guys come to us for MMA analysis, not for video game accuracy. Because uh, between the two of us, Kevin carries the load on being good at video games. But I hope they come to us more for video game <laughs> MMA analysis <laughs> than actual and any either or <laughs> specifically. There is also okay. Well, if we're going to play this game, what's then Sticky's probably a metaphor too, right? Yes. Like if if you feel like you're getting knocked the fuck out, like it's a sticky situation. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Uh, well. The the weird part for me, and I don't know why this wasn't triggering for you, but I thought that was code for um, get some weed. <laughs> if you're in trouble, oh find God. some of that stickiest of Icky. That and amazing. Just... <laughs> get to the ground? That could be a 10th Planet thing now. 10th Planet should consider <laughs> this. First of all, they're going to come up with a shadow sweep they maybe already have <laughs> that's <laughs> just the leech from side control. There's also... Uh, half guard. There's also a solid chance they have a a sticky mess, and mm-hmm. I don't want to explain what it is, but it's only been done in some rare occasions. <laughs> and so this is the reason why we, uh, I mean, we didn't waste too much time on putting up this meme. I definitely got very excited for it, but I feel like it's the most apt response to any of what happened, and I was gleefully happy to do it. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. And that's that's the most amount of sound clips we've had on the show for some time. So let's not get sued. Moving on. <laughs> I don't think we've played enough, but we probably have. <laughs> Moving on more UFC. I mean, did you how many of the fights did you get through? Because there was a baker's dozen. But we should probably start with Jan and John Jones, because you kind of already, I think, hit it. He knocked Corey Anderson out the second time they fought. Jan then starts immediately giving John Jones what I like to call the jack jaw, which is mm. just a little, a little, hey, I, you're next, biatch. John Jones, who's in the crowd looking surprisingly sober, which I think is his most dangerous. Like, I worry about him when he's that sober, but he looks super yep. sober. Really excited about it. And then that was all anyone talked about. 
Poor, Corey Anderson definitely was just like, hey, you know, I fought tonight. It's like, you kind of did. But this is obviously Jan's night. Jan over Dom Reyes? Because I'm kind of into, well, let's throw this guy at John Jones, see what happens. No. I, you know, I walked in to go train with the guys on Sunday, and that's all they could talk about. And I was like, poor fucking Dom Reyes. Dude questionably wins the fight, and everybody goes, nah, I don't want to see that. This, nah. this happened when we thought Gustafsson beat him. This is exactly what happened. We, I'm sure somebody's going to be like, actually, Gustafsson tore knee thing? Anyway. <laughs> It's like, oh, this is obviously the clear scent, then he's gone. So I am with you in the sense of it's almost like we have another version of Well, somebody was just replaced. Just somebody was just saying they were like, you know what? Um Gustafsson, man, look back at that. And I go, Gustafsson is a different case. That dude wasn't fighting in and around with focus anymore. Like after that fight, it took it out of him. And he got to the point where he goes, I don't want to really want to fight anymore. Oh, John Jones, I guess we'll come back and do it. Yeah, Versus let's see John that Jones guy. John Jones wakes up wishing a motherfucker would. <laughs> Versus John Jones. more delighted than when he gets paid for it. Versus John Jones, who not only has had time to questionably work out a lot. You're talking about the mandatory breaks he was, he was mm-hmm. ordered to take? Got it. But then also... Because he's had to take those breaks and knows that there's always going to be asterisks that follow him no matter where he goes when his main thing is being great. And any sort of pinching toward that greatness is something that will infuriate him. Yeah, he's going to unleash fucking hell fury on fucking Gustafsson, who at the time, I mean, Gustafsson had lost to I was it rumble and like just it, it was not a great time for him. I'm saying instead of waiting, I guess I'm sort of like, you know what? There are gun laws that you don't have to wait as long for as we did for fucking Gustafson and John Jones too. And look what happened there, people. That shit backfired on all of us because we were like, even when they were trying to do the hype and they're like, maybe Gustafsson could be the one to dethrone John Jones in this rematch. Even all of us at home go, mm, no. And then Gustafsson gets that look to the camera like, it's not me. Sorry, guys. Raph, fun fact, as you said that, Kentucky mm-hmm. passed a law stating an assault rifle can marry another assault rifle legally, which is That's great. News time, Congratulations. It's equal rights is what it's about. It's true. God, I, can you think about going to a gun marriage ceremony? I feel like I have. There's some <laughs> weddings in Kansas where it's like, this is basically just a shotgun marrying a nine millimeter. Right. Was everybody. So anyway, um, yes, Corey Anderson, very sad he gets slept. I would say that Jan looked good in sleeping, uh, Corey Anderson. In fact, when I watched it, which was maybe about 10 minutes ago, uh, when I saw it, uh, I couldn't help but think the following, which is I actually blurted out in my my home by myself. Oh, my God. Like, I was so impressed by the way that he easily outclassed Corey Anderson, who beat him previously. So, yeah, I mean, he's in the mix. People were saying, why don't we have Dom go against Jan in uh, some kind of contender match? And I'm not into that either. Because what the fuck is John Jones going to do? What is that, five months from now? When one of them inevitably gets injured? It's like, I I think we need to be on the right page here, people. Which Mm -hmm. is, 
before John Jones gets arrested again or something mm-hmm. happens, let's get as many fights as we can in shots at beating him. Yeah. The last one was incredibly close. This one could be even more fun. But when I saw Jan Blackowitz, the people that really give John Jones trouble are the people that are more powerful than him. He's always yeah. been the most powerful person in the fight. Just always at 205. This could be fun. <laughs> Just uh, Now, as I say that, Jan's going to run in, catch one elbow. It's going to be like, uh, we should have put Dom Reyes up. But I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to be wrong about that. I'm excited to be wrong about that. I say we throw Jan in. We see if they, they're all good to go by, like, April 5th. Sure. Can I make a request, though? If we are going to go the Jan direction, I require that he does not do his promos in a normal tone. My request is that he only screams his promos like he did in that cage. Because I was a little hype looking at him and being like, John Jones, I guess you're next, huh? And being like, yeah, I'm into that. That's cool. You're right. You know who he needs to embody? Drago. Mm. Give mm. John Jones an accent that scares him. The sweetest accent is lovely and nice. And Netherlands, you're just like, I guess I could just hug you. Brazilians, yeah. you really that accent you just makes you flirty. You're just like, oh, that's lovely. So he's never <laughs> fought someone with like a terrifying Eastern European accent. Yeah, even British, they they just sound annoying usually. Yeah. Not particularly uh, scary is what I'm looking yeah. for. No, I get you. And to our fans out in uh, the UK, I'm we talking love you about too. you. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, my bad. Oh, my. Um, unbrexit, and I'll call you less annoying. <laughs> Until oh, said no. time, I'm just like you're the royal family. Doesn't make any sense to me. Can we get our issues in order before we start yelling at people about brexiting? I mean, sure, it's a fair okay. point. I just, if I could take a shot at the British while I'm at it, I feel like it's my one chance to be an ally. Raph, any mm. more fights you want to call out? I mean, I should probably, right? A decision, a DQ. So I will tell you, I looked at the results, which is only partially why I did not watch those fights. And I saw decision, decision, DQ, decision, DQ. Oh, a TKO. Okay. So it's like signing up for what you know is going to be 60 minutes of decisions. Because I would also like to point out the three fights before that. Decision, decision, decision. Oh, decision, TKO. Yeah, for the last four fights, you know, it's kind of weird when you can flip a coin and get either a DQ or a fight. So, okay. Ray Borg, that was weird. He missed weight. Um, but now they're making it so that he has to go up a weight class. Uh, that was his fourth time missing fat weight. Tax. Yep, <laughs> fat tax. Indeed. That happened to uh, J- J- Hendrix a while back. It did. It's very sad. It's like the one thing that I'm pretty sure libertarians are like, fat tax. I'm fine with that tax. We're kind of all in on it. We're all like, yeah, there should be a fat tax. My, I, we were. Hey, the UFC is nicer than we are. We're on yeah. a two-strike system. I like the four-strike system. I, You know, I'm willing to put in some language that talks about if it's near the holidays because I know how hard it is for me. So I'll I'll cut you some weight for that. Uh, I want to specifically cite out Daniel Rodriguez over Tim Means, Kev. Now, Tim Means, friend of the show. Dirty bird. We, we always like rooting for him. And, and by you know, always, you mean our entire lives because he's been fighting since <laughs> I was in middle school. It's true. But this one was hard to watch because he was getting pieced up on the feet to the point where when Daniel Rodriguez – Choked him out. I just thought at least he's not going to get any more injured here. So that's good. 
Um, Scott Holtzman got a big decision win over Jim Miller, who, by the way, set uh, he tied a record now. So him and Don Cerrone have the most UFC fights at 34, which begs the question, what does their health care look like? Is it like a sliding scale with Reebok? Because I think we should be investing in those guys' health, maybe more than most. Great question, wrong question. How do we oh. get Tim Means and Donald Cerrone to fight for lucky number 35? <laughs> Winner gets the record. <clears throat> well, you're talking about uh, Jim Miller versus uh, one Donald Cerrone. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Actually, <laughs> same. Uh, throw Tim in. Let's have a little, three, <laughs> a little three-way fight. That'll be fine. I'd have to say. Tim's I- at 33. I'm looking through. No, they have fought before. And he did. Donald Cerrone did actually uh, beat Jim Miller. This was back, Kev, in 2014, if you can even remember that. Um, However, I remember. (laughs) However, I think they've both landed about what is Donald Cerrone is now what he's let's find this record let's get to the bottom of this real quick before we move on he is 36 wins 14 losses and now you've got mm, jim miller's at 31 wins and 14 losses almost same why not right all right by the way i love the fact that Sherdog used to give out a award that jim miller definitely won in 2012 for all violence first team. No, damn it. <laughs> we got to do that. Next time we do the verbal yeah. tappies, let's give out an all violence tappy. Absolutely. All violence first team, no first less. First team. That is great. We should think about this. The, the UFC doesn't have like an all-star system. They just have their constant ranking. You and I should really stop and think like, what would it be like to give out half season MMA all-star awards? Oh, absolutely. Oh, so Sixth I don't know. Man award, I guess would be like, um, you know, Greatest comeback. Were you listening to one Max Holloway or did you just come up with that yourself? Because Max Holloway was wondering. I mean, he was real, real into the NBA as you were yesterday, which is why we're doing this today. But Max Holloway had a real question, Kevin, and he was wondering, why don't we have a UFC equivalent of an all-star weekend? Yeah, he watched that dunk contest, got as uppity as I did about it. I was uh, right with him, which is what I was watching Saturday um, of not clipping back and forth with ESPN+. Plus. You're fine. But, what I, would have had to have <clears throat> I mean, you had to feel your emotions for all things basketball, and I, I get that. Well, it was but, also just like switching to the IP. I was It was already like a come-and-go situation. I was uh, DVRing things. So with all that considered, let's get with Max Holloway. Tell him he obviously stole my idea and let's have a conversation. Well, here's the dumb part that he's uh, suggesting here. He said, watching the NBA All-Star weekend and it's always so sick. Got me wondering, what can we do to add International uh, Fight Week? What's our versions of a dunk contest and a three-point contest? What skills challenges can we do? What celeb games can we do? Celebrity BJJ matches. He says it right there. Now, when they, I used to go cover the UFC – International Fight Week did have a grappling uh, thing that they would do on the side of that week. They don't really do it anymore. But I think we'd be interested if we said, hey, Max Holloway is going to take a super fight against, I don't know, Dustin Poirier. Who, by the way, Kev, sad news, Gary Tonin had to pull out of his match with Dustin Poirier. Oh, 
first of all, we've been trying to get Gary Tonin to stop using the pullout method for a long time. It's going to result in a miniature Gary Tonin that no one wants. Second, that sucks. That was going to be a fun one. Yep. Because Dustin's kind of a thick, athletic, when he's not in uh, fighting weight, you know, a little bigger guy. Yeah. Would have been interesting to see how that would have gone, but uh, it's dead now. So. What? While we're shitting on topics for the future and we're in the Jim Miller convo, this is a good time to also say that the Lozon video is back. And I love it so much. (laughs) Joe Lozon fights his brother and beats him via a pretty good, look like a triangle choke there at the end. He's uh, also attacking an arm bar. And then just as the fight ends, and this is so classic 90s, he beats his brother. He's just like, pussy. And they walk, away, <laughs> they walk away. If you haven't had the chance to revisit it, go revisit it. It's so good. Mm. It's a uh, it's pretty high level MMA, and they have the chance to even. His brother's like no elbows. And you could hear somebody be like, "It was a fist." You know what? Shut up. They're in there. <laughs> Let them talk it out. This isn't fucking open mic. So interesting. But uh, there we go. I mean, it'd be nice though if they had their mom as the official referee. That would have been. All too perfect. I, I think they had a cousin, so I'm not sure they were all that far off. Her mother was probably like, I'm not refereeing this bullshit. Not, uh, not again, you dicks. And somebody said it was backyard. I was like, pretty sure that's the front yard, y'all. <laughs> that was like a street <laughs> in the middle. Raph, UFC, mm. what was this? Hold on. It was Santa Ana, Rio, Rancho, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Rancho. It's got to be Rancho. I like Rancho. I probably was not too far away from this, but it was New Mexico. So, you know, what are you going to do? Seven hours, six hours away. Any other notes from the UFC card? Mm, nah, that was pretty good. I, I gave my due diligence to the people who really deserved it. Um, I think the last thing to know. Oh, uh, John Dodson had a nice knockout. And awesome backflip, too. Yeah, and I will say this. The one thing I will give to ESPN credit is when you are doing the next day viewing, they do have it on demand, and it fairly quickly after, of the matches individually, which is really a great way to watch it. Do you know how much more time that saves me in doing this whole dog and pony show when I've got to catch up on fights that I didn't see or that I come in late to? So it is a great to look on the TV and see, like, oh, let me just fast forward. Oh, no, I don't have to. It's already queued up for me. John Dodson versus Nathaniel Wood? Yes, please. <laughs> Excellent. Well, they, I had the exact opposite experience. Tried to watch it on my phone. Just couldn't find it. Just couldn't mm-hmm. find the phones. It was like, oh, it's because it's the ESPN app, not the ESPN Plus app. Fuck yes. you very much, ESPN. Fuck you very much. Mm-hmm. I'll order the next app because it's a lot of fun. They'll let you review certain things on ESPN Plus, Raph. You just can't find the fights. Fair. We do need to switch some topics here. You and I wanted to get caught up on some things that have developed. So you've gotten some quick-fire reaction to the fights. Now Raph and I are going to do a little just grappling catch-up, <laughs> as I would call it. Well, the first one's a crossover. Many of you would have heard because... Um, Oprah for white guys, Joe Rogan, had a rather long podcast with Rafael Lovato Jr. about some de- emerging health issues, including a brain disorder that has yielded him no longer able to fight MMA. It sounds like there's still some doors open for grappling, but nothing, nothing coming down the pike. Huge blow, huge bummer 
for the sporting world, obviously we're big fans of Lovato and wish him nothing but the best of health. But Raph, obviously, I think goes without saying you've interviewed him many times. You, you all are friends. We obviously hope for his recovery. What do you think this means, though, from a fight perspective? Because he had kind of become our galvanizing champion from all things grappling. We were like, but Lovato. <laughs> so uh, where are you at? What are you going to remember? What are your reflections? Well, <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, he had this thing where he said, you know, listen to what I have to say on Joe Rogan. You guys are definitely going to want to listen to it. And those kind of uh, little preludes make me nervous. And this one was about as rough as it could get. Turns out that Lovato couldn't even get sanctioned here in California because of his brain. So it looked like this was a, a problem that they were having for some time. If you'll recall, the fight that he had that won him the title with uh, Gegard was actually in London. So it meant that he was going through this for a bit. And I remember watching that fight and saying, man, that fifth round, that fifth round, he really, really came back. And you got to wonder, yeah, how is it? that he was able to come back from something like that. And when you look at it like that, you, you see why he had the motivation to push himself like that. So, um, you know, credit to him, man, but it's a bummer. It, it sucks. And the weirdest part to me, Kevin, I think, you know, this about Lovato too, and talking and, and getting to know him over the years, <clears throat> he still hasn't said he's retired. He had to relinquish the belt, but he wasn't saying like, I'm done. I couldn't and, help but notice it wasn't as definitive as I thought it would be with the with the pod after listening to the podcast. You still there? Yes, and you and I know that if somebody told us next week, Raf, Kev, you can never fight an MMA. First of all, we'd laugh, and then second of all, we'd be like. Whatever you say, doctor, we will not fight MMA. And we'd adhere to it. Jiu-Jitsu would be a little different. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I worry about that. I <clears throat> I don't know what you find. I, I think maybe they're just figuring the more time they have to investigate it, the more possibility it could be something that is not as severe as they think it is. Um, that's the hope. But in the meantime, we'll take Lovato competing back in Jiu-Jitsu because – he wasted no time signing up to fight uh, Cyborg in a match. And may I say, you know, this is personally, I think this is a lesson for all MMA fighters. You win the championship, come back to jujitsu or go to it if you've never been. Mm. So fun. We don't pay as much, but we're fun. We're a lot of, there's really usually good concession snacks. Um, now that I say it out loud, probably stay in MMA if I was going to give the advice. I mean, the good news is Lovato. He's never been short on making money in jiu-jitsu. So, oh, is, have you seen the photos of the new academy? Yeah. Ooh, looks, uh, you know, it's got everybody. I think art of jiu-jitsu. This is a whole separate conversation. Obviously, yeah. best of Lovato. We're we're big fans, <laughs> and and we hope for the best. And we cannot uh, not wait to sort of see how things continue to progress for him in the sport. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, man's reputation is unquestionable. <laughs> like the guy, uh, just one of the greatest fighters in terms of jujitsu to MMA we've ever had. I will say though, from a grappling studio perspective, Raph, have you noticed how art of jujitsu kind of gets 
like the they're like the building block now. Yeah. A lot of people like that style. That clean, really calm, serene jujitsu style. A little less cage, a little less fence, you know. That was pretty Jiu-Jitsu popular. heaven, all white. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I will I say, as a I person. I jujitsu hell now. All black. <laughs> I will say, as a person who uh, has to do a lot of video editing, these motherfuckers really try to make it very, very apparent if you white balance or not on your camera. Yeah, no lie. So every time I see one of these things and I see how white it is, I go, the fuck. It's supposed to be easier, but. If I fucking forget, I'll never hear the end of it of my the people who look out for that sort of a thing. Can we also say this, though? For Lovato, I think it's interesting. Obviously, his new uh, academy looks amazing. That size alone looks great. Um, it looks so nice that at some point I'm like, does it come with teleportation? Because is there anything else that we don't know that it's coming with? Like between him, Keenan's place is super pimped out. They've done a whole thing. Like, these guys aren't just getting gyms. They're getting factories. Almost like Apple stores a little bit. (laughs) I I half expect someone to greet me and be like, hi, what can we help you with today? Yeah, exactly. Oh, let's go to Matt 4. Oh, my God. Genius bar. Oh, my God. Pause it now and just forever make sure that we trademark that fucking idea. Yeah. Grappling genius bar. Yeah, we did it. Who can I Um, you to? Oh, that's a Matt 2 problem. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that'd be so great could you imagine somebody walking over to you with an ipad and being like um can you tell me when you first started developing that problem that was as a white belt that's great that's great have you been watching any instructionals to have help you been that? supplementing online help no mm. oh, okay that's not a big okay. deal and your blood pressure is all right that's gonna be a massive hey to all the jujitsu studios that are about to steal that let us yeah. know you yeah, us. for real. <laughs> Just license the idea from us, you dicks. Just license the idea. Now, let's get to Gary. Gary's yeah. trying to fight in the one championship. <laughs> he was trying to, he still does some grappling matches against MMA fighters. Yes. Which I assume is is obviously not an accident. It appears to be a similar fold that, that people have taken. And of course, he's earned the super fight category. What is going on with his one championship step, though? He's definitely not there. He's pulling out of the grappling match. Do you have a state of the Gary? <sighs> so here's why he had to pull out of the match. He got a cut over his eye, and normally he wouldn't give a fuck, but it does look like he's trying to fight in April, and he doesn't want anything that would jeopardize the possibility for that. Now, Gary has been trying to drum up interest in getting a fight for for a championship at one championship, which is kind of weird because he seems like the ideal candidate. He has a perfect record so far. Uh, He has a stranglehold for whatever reason over here on the U.S. market. He's really not talked shit about people since uh, becoming a part of one and he's somebody who keeps active by, you know, participating in RADCC and super fights. So on paper, he should read as somebody that they should be trying to make there. And I- I'll say this now. If we're not going to have Lovato anymore, we need a new grappler to get behind. So we in the grappling community, we select and designate Gary Tonin to be our representative. Go. Excellent. And we're willing to watch him get beat up. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm smiling. Even at the idea. Because I haven't gotten to see that yet. It's kind of a fun thing that, um, 
you know, more so, I guess I didn't feel that way with Lovato. Why do I want to see Gary get punched? What's wrong with me? Anyway, there are tons of weird Gary things going on in the center, but adjacent to Gary, not that weird, I guess. Pretty normal Gary stuff. Adjacent to Gary, Gordon Ryan is fighting again? Yes. Am I missing something? Was the retirement just for funsies? So the motivation that he gave was that Keenan didn't win Europeans double gold. So he said, well, um, because Keenan sucks, I'll grant you guys one more year of competition. So it seems like he wants to do that. Plus, he's also mentioned that he wants to win a trials. That's an ADCC trials. That's one of the things he hasn't accomplished in his years of grappling, which is kind of weird. I was just about, I was like, I'm not following. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's, this is sort of all that. If LeBron James was like, I'm going to enroll at Duke next year. <laughs> Cause the one thing I haven't done is won the NCAA. It's like, wait, Correct. what? First of all, can't, shouldn't be able to, unfortunately are open at the trials. Can he go to those? It's like, you have an invite dickhead. Um, I mean, he doesn't have an invite yet, oh, I guess. Up. That's not, we have a, we have a year and some change before I guess we have the to worry stupid about part is, are you just doing that to play defense so that nobody else gets in your category so that you take out the threats early? Because part of the appeal of it to people is, well, you say you guys want matches with me, then you can do that. But the other part is he's already got a, a dance partner for 2021. It's him and Galvo, allegedly. So he's there. Like, he, he doesn't have to do that. But here's what I would maybe uh, chalk it up to. I would chalk it up to, in their group chat, he probably can't take the fact that DeBlas has something he doesn't have, and it probably pisses him off. And I'm willing to wager decent money that I'm right on this. Because in any given circumstance, shouldn't your ADCC medal just kind of – you got three of them. Shouldn't those count more? Uh, but for some strange reason, it would be like, uh, I will be competing in ADCC uh, trials this year, so you guys will have your shot. It's like, hmm? <laughs> Bro, if I'm headlining a comedy tour around the world and somebody says, do you want to do an open mic – I'm not doing that again. <laughs> so spoken like someone who's been to a few open mics. There's, I just, I don't understand the urgency around being like, I've retired. Wait, I haven't retired. Cause we obviously knew he hadn't retired. Everyone was yes. like, what are you just drunk at Christmas? You just couldn't. And, and annoying, you're, you're right on that. Yeah. He, I think he did. Criticisms of the data, her death squad are like, yeah, but, you can't believe half the shit they say they are fast approaching that category where you're just like, yeah, that's just bullshit though. Now, maybe I'm not, I'm just too old that I'm not the target demo. But people generally kind of know at this point they're, uh, they're just having some fun with us. Cause Gordon, you're like 18. Like what the f you're just done for <laughs> life. You've made all the money you need to make. Of course not. But we were waiting for something like now I'm moving to MMA. Now we get this weak ass Keenan excuse. It's like, ah, damn. It. Well, I think, I think the idea is that he 
had something facetiously in there. There was talk. It was something about his health. Who knows if that's accurate? That could just be a distraction. There was talk that, you know, I mean, we, I think, discussed on the show the fact that during his Christmas break, I saw him buying a car and he was having beers. He had strategically placed Bud Lights that he was drinking from, which, by the way, just saying. I mean, if you're, if you're going to drink and you got some money, dude, there's let me introduce you to the some non Bud Light things. Right, I, I get it, I get it example, dude. But, you know, when you can't when you're it. starting off, that's fine. Oh, not, that was not at all what I was going to say. It was like, it's from New Jersey. You know, just that's let him true. drink what he drinks. So anyway, once I saw him drink, I was, was like oil. So that's good. <laughs> but once I mean, it's not to say that he hasn't drank or they doesn't drink. But it is weird to see somebody actually put that on their Instagram story when they've never done that before. And I said, oh, he's really vacationing hard. Maybe he's figuring he's earned it. So good for him. And then for him the next day to be like, um, actually, I'm retired. I'm like, no, you're not. You just had a break and you liked it. And I got bad news for you as somebody who's taken a couple breaks here and there. Uh, it is not easy to go back like that. That destination back. It's harder with every year. So you don't want to take that break. Like ask kid Dale. No, I mean, if you go up to these athletes that are mega stars now in different sports, if you were to tell them like, Hey, Mike Jordan doing pretty good here. Let's stop right now. Maybe not the most apropos example. Cause he did. <laughs> um, but well, I'm talking about winning a championship and then saying like, you know what, guys, bye. I was going to plug the Vic documentary and be like, oh. look at what happens when it's taken from you. It <laughs> sucks. So first of all, everyone should go watch the Michael Vick documentary. Second, I'm prepared to reevaluate that. I think if he, if he came along 10 years later, he would have definitely been in the UFC at some point. Yeah, possibly. That's just, that's that just my hunch. Um. <clears throat> Third, wow, did I have to change some mental positions on it, Raph? I might have overreacted once upon a time. None of that is the point. It does feel a little fuck off, Gordon. Me, but I'm glad he's back. So simultaneously, I can uh, manage both emotions simultaneously. Well, here's glad a great he's thing about Gordon. And though. didn't believe him about the retirement. Nobody did. Um, Gordon is going I've been to have that holiday drunk before, Raph, a few times <laughs> in my life, if you can believe it. Uh, yeah, I know. We've done a couple shows like that. I would say, for Gordon's perspective, he uh, he did have a few of those super fights lined up that he was going to do. So here's fun that I think you should be in on. Uh, one, he's got a match against Tech Johnson. So that's going to happen. And we've seen that match before. I think Gordon probably wins. But Tex is somebody who is not afraid to snap things like, or get snapped. At no loss of aggression from Tex Johnson. He will certainly be prepared to fight. So there's one. And then I think that they were saying Pat Downey and Gordon are going to have a sub-only match of some sort. And then they're going to do uh, a wrestling match afterwards. They're going to compete twice in the same night. And I don't know why we're doing these things, but... I'll at least give credit for doing it. Um, and I don't know that many people have a high expectation of Gordon to win the wrestling portion of it. Um, but there you have it. So at the very least, Kev, you get in some of the carnival game 
kind of things that are maybe leading us to that weekend that Max Holloway was talking about. Awesome. Yeah. We're actually getting closer. Well, Gary and Gordon are definitely going to be available for uh, that, that business. What else? Any other hot topics? <sighs> Let's shoot down a few things. I've already gotten to the Vic documentary. You did get there. Um, I want to bring up this. Kev, how much will you pay for Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury 2? No dollars at all. I don't care. Okay. It is seventy nine ninety nine. Oh, cool. Okay. Good. Uh, the UFC is apparently taking 300 million dividends, which is great, <laughs> uh, to pay company owners. Um, all right. Um, yeah, uh, that's just Sounds a speculation. Nice. That would be nice to uh, be uh, in that. It's, you know, it's a report I'd like to see a little bit more on, but it is interesting that at the very base they are taking 300 million to pay the owners. Uh, apparently they've done it in the past before and turned a little bit of a profit in doing so. But that same report also lets us know an important thing, which it looks like Zufu boxing isn't going to happen. There are no plans to move into boxing, says Endeavor. Oh, interesting. That must That's how good boxing's doing, everybody. <laughs> they've decided not to move into it. Maybe they saw the price for Wilder versus Fury 2, and Dana's like... You guys see how mad they get when I raise it fucking $5? Fuck that noise. Uh, in other news, Conor McGregor apparently was no match for Floyd Mayweather doing nothing but sit-ups and push-ups to prepare. I did see that. I don't believe him. Mm-hmm. He, man, like, he is the king of... He has a real Trump-like personality, mm-hmm. which is in the sense, it's like, didn't we see you in video doing workouts and getting yep. ready and kind of prepping with MMA fighters just in case. And now you're like, that bitch, I didn't even run on the treadmill. It's like, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. though. <laughs> that sounds like how he talks. I wouldn't write much down. Not after the fact. It's not very helpful. Why don't we just discuss this? Wouldn't it be so nice to be that rich that you just say shit to see what your buddies will react to? Like that does sound like something I would say to the public. But while looking at you over on the side and being like, listen to what I'm about to tell these guys right now. Yeah. Um, fuck yeah, dude. I beat the shit out of that white belt. But <laughs> I didn't prep at all. <laughs> I definitely didn't do any sit-ups or uh, push-ups. I just kind of came in as bad as possible. Meanwhile, you're smiling at me being like, Rap, you were training every day for that. Like three times. <laughs> I, I personally watched you go to Orange Theory. That's how serious you were. <laughs> So um, that's really, I guess, the news that's fit to print. Everything else is pretty much, you know, we're in eight weeks or seven weeks of straight UFCs. So that means every weekend there's something else happening. I do want to send a quick little shout out uh, to my buddy Brady. Uh, Buddy Brady who fights out here locally in SoCal. But he actually was in Japan over the weekend. And he was on UFC Fight Pass fighting on the Pancrase 312 card. And uh, got the big decision win, dude. It's kind of fun to watch your buddy fight uh, in a different international territory uh, at, what, 11 or 12? And uh, even as it's starting to get quiet around your neck of the woods, you're sitting there watching it on your phone going, yep, that's what we needed. Good job. Let's get that done. That was it. And knowing there's not any other person that can hear you other than 
your wife who stares at you and just goes, is he winning? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It was interesting, though. They did open scoring there. So you knew for sure who won round one. You knew for sure who won round two. And that is something that we're toying with here in the States. And I sent that to you and I was like, Kev, you're the Kansas ambassador. You need to know this. But Invicta is doing that uh, in April. Get rid of the rules. It just feels better. Show those uh, show those scores. Get yeah, we had, some, we had some people who were I – don't, I don't know that the UFC would do it because they wouldn't want to get rid of the pageantry of not knowing. But on the other side – uh, somebody was arguing, they're like, what if a fighter coasts because they know they're ahead? I'm like, I, I don't know, dude. If you told me that another person over there knew that they were down and I was looking to coast, that's how you die. So well, I'm not really looking to do that. <laughs> Raph will be strapped in for many more UFC because mm. I think we have a fight card actual coming up. But, damn, they do have a lot of cards these days. Six weeks in a row. I can't tell if that's helpful or not to ratings because they're not really publishing them anymore. Well, think of it like the thing that makes you angry makes sense to me as a TV person. Because on paper, yeah, $4.2 billion as an evaluation is like, wow, that's crazy. But then if you're ESPN or at the time you were Fox – that means every Saturday you don't have to worry about shit for seven hours because you've got something. So you don't have to worry about other shit. You've got to worry about the fact that when you paid that, that financial sum that seems kind of crazy in some regard, you're not paying for a new pilot every so week. You're not paying for a new staff. You're paying for one consistent staff to be there for six or seven years doing that so that you don't have to worry about shit. And in this day and age, sports still king, even though it's going down in some aspects and digital is becoming a little bit of a threat here and there. But like you want to make people feel like they're not missing out on something uh, or that they will miss out on something. So that's why you invest all of this giant money in sports. So it makes sense. It's just, you know, every time Kevin's here and he's like, I don't understand why these cards are eight hours. And I'm like, I can tell you why. God, they're so they're it's like following baseball right now. It, it is a lot. Yeah. And I would think like baseball, we're losing our appeal to the fighters. I don't that, know, man. That might just be me. That's me reading. Cause it feels like people have a huge attachment to older fighters and people don't have a fucking clue who anyone under 30 is. Yeah, it depends. And honestly, you can tell when there's a glimmer in their eye, like this weekend, uh, Israel Adesanya won an award over in New Zealand for like best Kiwi or something. And when he accepted it, he had a very charismatic speech and he is a very interesting character and he's young and it looks like he's going to be with us for a little bit. Um, and the things he says, he knows he's got the mic and he can kind of, you know, work with it as he pleases. But it was interesting because the minute he won it, Dana White was the first to like share it and go, look at this kid. So, Every once in a while, they get the one that catches their eye. So credit to them in, in that regard. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of fighters that we're just always hoping to see uh, get some get some shine. Let's see what happens in six weeks, Kev, because I don't know how many of these I'm going to actually be watching 100% live for the next six weeks. 
just because I've got some shit coming up. By the way, good time to plug. I will be doing commentary for an event called Submissions on the Shore. Hell yeah. And very excited. It's going to be February 28th. It's going to be a fun event. It is at the Queen Mary. So we're on a fucking boat, bitches, and get excited for that. And uh, it is going to be top-lined by a 16-women bracket that night of some really notable names. So get excited for that. Hell yeah. I'll catch you up on the All-Star game in three minutes. Um, I cannot. Yep. Aaron Gordon got screwed out of the dunk contest to Jones Jr. Marvin from Miami. Mm -hmm. Young guy, great dunks. Unbelievable dunk contest. You should see some of the dunks. Takes two seconds to watch on ESPN. The skills challenge won by Bam Adebayo remains very fun, and I would love to see them do a skills challenge against someone who's not a pro. Like it's just a pro versus no in the first round. Hey, we got uh, Max Holloway here to come see what it looks like. Just just a consideration. Oh, yeah. I've never even looked at a basketball before. (laughs) Buddy Heald won the three-point contest. They had a uh, Mountain Dew deep zone shot. God, I love how much soda is just like we will sponsor athleticism. (laughs) None of those guys drink Mountain Dew. I'm going to go ahead and guess outside of Daryl Morey, none of the NBA drinks. Um, and then the game, which was a resounding success due to some format changes, team LeBron takes it in the end. Kawhi Leonard wins the MVP. You are caught up. That will do it for us this week at verbal tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is